You're listening to the Jesus for Everyone podcast, a podcast where we talk about the intersection of faith and social justice and what a first century Jewish prophet of the poor from Galilee offers us today in our work of love, compassion, and justice. To support this podcast, go to renewedheartministries.com and click donate. If we've correctly identified the parable's intended audience here, then remember, God is not the absentee landlord who who shows up demanding an account of his servants. Rome was. And these actions correctly resemble what Rome did to Jerusalem in response to the poor people's revolt. Welcome to episode 496. My name is Herb Montgomery, and our title this week is Reap what is sown our reading is from the gospel of matthew this is matthew 25 14 through 30 again it will be like a man going on a journey who called his servants and entrusted his wealth to them to one he gave five bags of gold to another two bags and to another one bag each according to his ability ability. Then he went on his journey. The man who had received five bags of gold went at once and put his money to work and gained five bags more. So also the one with two bags of gold gained two more. But the man who had received one bag went off, dug a hole in the ground, and hid his master's money. After a long time, the master of those servants returned and settled accounts with them. The man who had received five bags of gold brought the other five. Master, he said, you entrusted me with five bags of gold. See, I have gained five more. His master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. The man with two bags of gold also came. Master, he said, you entrusted me with two bags of gold. See, I have gained two more. His master replied, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. Then the man who had received one bag of gold came. Master, he said, I know that you're a hard man, harvesting where you've not sown and gathering where you've not scattered seed. So I was afraid and went out and hid your gold in the ground. See, here is what belongs to you. His master replied, You wicked and lazy servant, you knew that I harvested where I have not sown and gathered where I have not scattered seed. Well then, you should have put my money on deposit with the banker so that when I returned I would have received it back with interest. So take the bag of gold from him and give it to the one who has ten bags. Whoever has will be given more, and they will have an abundance. Whoever does not have... Even what they have will be taken away from them and throw the worthless servant outside into the darkness where they'll be weeping and gnashing of teeth. So not every truth is for every audience. And and that's why it makes a difference this week whom we perceive that this parable was directed to. Most Jesus scholars trace this parable back to the historical Jesus. If Jesus was using this parable to speak to the poor, indentured farmer or slaves in his society, then it paints the God of the Torah with the same character and and attributes as, as those farmers' harsh absentee landlords. And this would this would contrast, contrast starkly w- w- with how the Jesus of the Gospels 
typically presents God in the stories. But if we back up and we try to understand this parable as directed instead to those harsh absentee landlords themselves whom, whose motives were grounded in profit for a few on the backs of the many, not in, 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 in economic justice by any means, but in profit, then this parable, it takes on a very different justice-flavored meaning. So let's unpack that a bit. Earlier in Matthew's Gospel, we read in Matthew 7, verse 1, For in the same way you judge others, you will be judged. And with what measure you use, it will be measured to you. Being treated the way one has treated others, that had a rich that theme had a rich history in Jewish wisdom. Injustice is unsustainable for the long term. And Jewish wisdom often reminds its listeners that we intrinsically eventually reap what we sow. Consider um, these these sayings as well. Proverbs eleven eighteen: a wicked person earns deceptive wages, but the one who sows righteousness reaps a sure reward. Proverbs 22, 8, whoever sows injustice reaps calamity, and the rod they wield in fury will be broken. In Hosea 8, 7, they sow the wind and reap the whirlwind. This wisdom is repeated by Paul, too, in his letter to the Galatians. It's a little, a slightly different application, but in Galatians 6, 7 through 8, it says, Do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. The book of James also repeats this, this uh, wisdom. Peacemakers who sow in peace reap a harvest of righteousness. And lastly, um, uh, in the Gospels, Mark 4.24, we read, with the measure that you use, it will be measured to you and even more. And this is this is the peg on which I want to hang our, our, our interpretive lens this week. If the intended audience for this week's reading was the unjust, harsh, absentee landlords of Jesus' society, then Jesus is pronouncing judgment on the elite and wealthy classes who were unjustly exploiting uh, their workers through indentured slavery. And let me explain how. It's helpful to remember that Matthew was written after 70 CE, and much of this section of Matthew, the, these few chapters here at the end, is constructed in an attempt to make sense of Rome's tragic destruction of the Jewish people. Economic justice, again, is unsustainable. The poor who had finally had enough, they revolted and, and violently took over Jerusalem and the temple. Um, they, they burned the debt records that were held in the temple. They drove the wealthy elites from the city. In the wake of these events, these revolutionaries they then launched the the jewish roman war of 66 to 69 the jewish poor didn't stop at their own liberation from the elites in their community instead feeling that their efforts had been blessed they set their sights on on an even bigger goal and that was liberating the jewish people as a whole from their roman oppressors too and this ultimately 
resulted in Rome visiting destruction on Jerusalem in, in 70 CE. The poor indentured farmers of Jesus' society, remember, they were once the owners of the very farms that they were now working. They had lost their land by defaulting on debt. Jesus had called for, for jubilee, for for all debts to be canceled, all slaves set free, all land returned to its original owner. You can find that in Luke 4.19. And this is where we encounter the multiple layers of this week's reading. If the poor farmers were the slaves of the elite absentee landlords, then in like manner, the absentee landowners were in a similar relationship to their absentee rulers in Rome. It was Rome that eventually returned to Judea, storming in and demanding an account in this week's parable. It was Rome that, that threw the elites who had failed to govern Judea peacefully into outer darkness along with everyone else. And it, it was Rome who accused these elite as being, you know, lazy and, and, and not good servants. If we've correctly identified the parable's intended audience here, then remember, God is not the absentee landlord who, who, who shows up demanding an account of his servants. Rome was. And these actions correctly resemble what Rome did to Jerusalem in response to the poor people's revolt and, and the war with Rome that, that the wealthy elite's economic exploitation had intrinsically caused. And that makes this parable a warning of what was to come and an explanation of why things happened the way they did. In the Gospels, Jesus calls for a voluntary year of Jubilee, and had that been enacted, things might have been different. For, for Matthew's auth, auth, author, um, the, the, that Jubilee, if it had been embraced, it could have circumvented the, the poor people's revolt. So, so what can we derive from this parable in our context today? Well, the Jewish wisdom that this week's parable is rooted in, it teaches us that with what measure we use, it will be measured back to us. If we sow the wind, we will reap the whirlwind. But we can instead, we can sow love and justice, and compassion, and safety. We get to choose what we set in motion. We get to choose what we sow. What kind of world do we want? And however we answer that question, we have the agency in our daily choices, big and small, to set in motion the kind of world that we desire. We aren't the only ones, though, remember, who get to make those choices, who get to choose. Others are alongside of us in our communities setting in motion the kind of world they want. And, and those of us who desire a world with no injustice, with no oppression, with no violence, that's why we have to be vigilant. There are other choices being made too. Show, sowing love, it doesn't guarantee that we'll get what we want, but we most definitely won't get it if we just sit back and sow nothing. So I'm, I'm reminded of the wide, wise words of, of Dorothy Day in uh, The Long Lo Loneliness, where she said, people say, what is the sense of our small effort? They cannot see that we must lay one brick at a time, take a, one step at a time, a pebble 
cast into a pond causes ripples that spread in all directions. Each one of our thoughts, words, and deeds is like that. No one has the right to sit down and feel hopeless. There's too much work to do. Heart Group application this week, number one, share something that spoke to you from this week's e-site or podcast episode with your heart group. Number two, what we sow in our communities matters. What would you like to be sowing both in your local community and in our larger society? Share and discuss that with your group. And then number three, what can you do this week, big or small, to continue setting in motion the work of shaping our world into a safe, compassionate, just home for everyone. Thanks for checking in with us today. I want to say a special thank you to all of our supporters out there. If you'd like to join them in supporting Renewed Heart Ministries work, you can do so by going to renewedheartministries.com and clicking donate. These last two months of the year, we have a lot of uh, thank you things happening uh, for our donors. So go to renewedheartministries.com and check those out as well. You can find Renewed Heart Ministries on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, threads. If you haven't done so already, please follow us on your chosen social media platform to get our daily posts. And also, if you would like listening to this podcast, take a moment on whatever podcast platform you're listening to it on. Uh, to, to take a moment this week to leave us a positive review. This helps us out helps others people find our podcast as well. You can watch our new YouTube show called Just Talking each week where Todd Leonard and I talk about the upcoming gospel lectionary reading uh, for the, the, the weekend to come. Uh, we talk about that passage in the context of love, justice, and uh, uh, inclusion. Our hope is that our talking will be just talking as in justice, but that also something we say might inspire you alongside side of us to do more than just talking. So if you teach from the lectionary each week, or if you're just looking for some thoughts on the Jesus story from a more progressive perspective in the context of social justice, check us out. You might like us. You can find it at youtube.com forward slash at Herb and Todd Just Talking. If you'd like to reach us here at RenewedHeartMinistries.com through email, you can reach us at info at RenewedHeartMinistries.com. And lastly, remember my new book, Finding Jesus, a story of a fundamentalist preacher who unexpectedly discovered the social, political, and economic teachings of the Gospels, is now also available at RenewedHeartMinistries.com. Right where you are this week, keep living in love, choosing compassion, taking action, and working toward justice. I love each of you dearly. I'll see you next week.